0: I'll give you like an introduction um, in post production. Like I'll record it on my own, but one way to sum you up: one of your recent Facebook posts just said, "Mission Impossible, based on a true story." Oh,
1: <laughs> yeah, that was that was uh, Peru. That was, right, right. That was pretty crazy. That itinerary was psychotic. Are we recording?
0: We are. We're okay, right,
1: dude. Yeah, that, that that itinerary was crazy because. Uh, I tried to do what people do. In two and a half weeks, I did it in about five or six days.
0: It's insane. Insane. Did you go straight from uh, Wales to Peru, or did you come home first? No, I
1: came home for a week, went to work, and then... Uh, oh, okay. And someone uh, had messaged me on Facebook, hey, this is the last swell, potentially, for Peru in this area, which is northern Peru. Um, it's wintertime there. He's like, and I've always wanted to go there. And um, I'm all into the, checking out, like, archaeological sites as well, so I'm right. like... Dude, I can if I can score the swell, and then when the swell drops, go to see Machu Picchu, and then go to the nasca Lines. That'll be the ultimate trip, mixing in you know the archaeological thing with the uh, surfing, uh, catching the swell, strike mission. Mm-hmm. And I pulled it off, but the itinerary was just too tight. Um, everything was too close. I had to take nine planes total, and uh, and two trains and two buses, and I had to leave surfboards in the airport in Lima so that I could and then get my boarding pass 24 hours in advance because I knew that I'd have, uh, I thought I'd have 30 minutes to board a plane. Tr- truth be told, I had no time to board this plane. And if I missed this plane from uh, Cusco to Lima, I missed my $480 NASCA lines trip the following morning, which they're coming to pick me up at my house or at my hotel in, uh, in Lima. So man, I paid my taxi driver double the money to get me the impossible to get me on the on the plane before 5pm and he had to focus and we had to focus and, and, and would just navigate through heavy traffic it, it was dangerous I probably wouldn't have him do that ever again or drive like that ever again and um, uh, I boarded the plane 5 minutes before the doors closed insane I made the flight crazy no so, no check in bags that's like
0: on that trip like you said 9 planes how yeah. many days
1: 5 or 6 days you said? Uh, 6 days I wait let me think no, five days.
0: Okay, five I'm days. Crazy. Nine planes. How many hours did you actually spend in the water?
1: Oh, I surfed three full days.
0: Oh, okay. I so surfed it's worth three
1: it. full days of surfing, uh, twice a day, every day. Okay. I had a legit surf trip. Okay. I, I, it's amazing when you when you uh, time manage things, you get a lot of shit done. Totally. A lot of people drag their feet on stuff. I'm like. It took you a week to you know see this you know right. site. And I'm like, how's oh, that possible? They just drag their
0: feet well, that's you're my favorite person to follow on Facebook because I'll see you put in like an eight hour session at the pier, and then the next morning I'll wake up and you're like. Delivering a report on aliens from <laughs> from Giza, that was standing hilarious. with with a pyramid yeah. in the background. I'm like, how did you even get to Egypt yeah. in the last
1: it's ten hours? Like, does
0: yeah. that, that even work?
1: Yeah, it's, you do it while people are sleeping. That's Apparently
0: how. so. You just sleep on
1: trains and planes. Yeah, Red eye flights. And save on nice.
0: hotel bills. That get up way.
1: early. Well, honestly, I only sleep maybe five to six hours a night when I'm on these trips. Okay. Uh, which most people only get that anyway uh, when they're in the, the rat race. Right. Life. Right. So.
0: All right, that's Huntington Beach's own Tom Resvin. We call him Indiana Jones, 007, Ethan Hunt from Mission Impossible, and of course, just Rezzy. The guy is one of a kind. He has some notable professional surfing results um, from the late 90s, early 2000s. But I remember him from the back cover of, I don't know if it was Surfer or Surfing Magazine uh, from when I was in high school, but he was doing this big layback slam on an end section and it was a rip curl advertisement and that was my first experience, but the dude still rips. He's an eternal Grom and the reason why I wanted to have him back on the show, this is his second appearance, you can find the other one in the archives. But um, the reason why I wanted to have him back on is because he was actually the very first surfer to surf that new wave park in Wales, Surf Snowdonia. We've talked about it on the show um, recently, and I'm sure that you've actually seen imagery of it. And you might have even seen Tom's imagery from it, considering that he was the first surfer. But we get into um, all of that in the show, uh, why he was there. And from all accounts, it's really the best artificial wave that the world has for surfing, so I'll just let Resi fill in the details.
1: Well, right now, uh, currently, uh, Stone Donian is the the longest uh, artificial wave out, okay. um, made by the people of Wave Garden, who uh, have the one in Spain, which is I heard cannot be access to the public right um so this is the first one accessible to the public and it's double the size of the one in Spain so the waves are two feet bigger I think maybe two and a half feet bigger I would say up in the shoulder high range on the sets okay
0: um Double the size, meaning double the wave height, or double, double the, wave the length height of and
1: ride? Uh, maybe, no, uh, maybe even length of ride, I'm not sure. Okay. Because uh, I've never been to the one in Spain, but the wave rides are like 15 to maybe 20 seconds long. Okay. And that's pretty long for yeah. an artificial wave. That's pretty long for a wave. Yeah, totally. Okay, we're only on a wave of three seconds here in Huntington, maybe four. Um, if, if you want to include the Huntington hop, which is right. probably maybe longer. But um, uh, so, yeah. It's, it's the biggest one right now, and there's more being built. Uh, I think the next two years you're going to see a lot of these pop up, not just wave gardens, but other, like Kelly Slater's and right. Weber and all that.
0: Yeah. So um, what is – so Snowdonia is a region in Wales. Um, is there a surf culture there at all that uh, No, existed? it's an adventure culture.
1: I didn't know this. Uh, it's like they want to make it like an adventure capital of Wales. Uh, Northern Wales has is full of adventure, zip lining. I did some weird tree – thing that you're like 30 to 50 feet up in trees Mm. and you're doing obstacles climbing a a rope or or, or crossing a rope crossing a board like it's full um fear factor stuff but you're Mm. in like some kind of like a harness safety harness as you're doing it and they have all these adventure uh stuff And and i go i go when i was doing that tree deal i said to someone i go the hell design this is some kind of cia military test turns out the guy who, who made most of these was in the military oh really <laughs> yeah wow. so like you're really doing like these military courses and shit like you, so it's pretty funny but yeah so this just adds to it surf snowdonia and um just makes it an adventure uh playground
0: right so it's not as if like they're capitalizing on an already existing surf culture in the area they're almost like Cultivating beginners. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Because there's no. I mean, I don't know how many miles exactly it is, but I know it's not near an ocean. So got it. Uh, there's it's no in the middle. surf culture, but but the people from the surf culture are coming there, right? And uh, so it'll it, it'll attract people from the coast and of course inland. And people always, a lot of people are messaging me like, oh hey, I got to stop over in the UK. Hey, I'm in going to be in Europe. Should I fly in for a day for this? So right. It'll just attract them to go there just to test it out. Bucket list kind of experience. Sure.
0: So they opened to the public on August 1st. Yes. You were surfing it on July 22nd and 23rd. How the heck did you get the private invite?
1: Okay, I'll tell you, it was uh, how I became the first surfer to surf it at that height was almost an accident. And, um, well, basically, about uh, two weeks or a week before July 22nd, I saw Surf Park Central on Facebook talk about the Surf Snowdonia, how it was supposed to be a. Uh, uh, a two meter which is like six and a half feet barreling wave I'm like oh my god
2: mm-hmm.
1: you mean I can, might, might get like one of the you know longest barrels in an artificial wave pool I gotta test this out so I I messaged Surf Snowdonia's uh, PR and um, I sent all the uh, work that I had done for Wadi Adventure which I got a lot of exposure out of that I was the first surfer from the United States to surf it the second professional surfer to surf it Dion but, went nuts in that thing and blue mines that's so, the pool in
0: uh, dubai uh, and, right yeah everyone says
1: dubai yeah but it's it's, it's an hour away from dubai in al but yeah in where yeah al Ain, which Al-Ain. is one hour away from dubai it'll be got like it. saying it's a pool in los angeles but really it's in Orange, newport beach okay. or something yeah al Ain is yeah. the country name Yeah, country is united arab emirates got it so um it's more closer to abu dhabi which is one of the richest cities in united arab emirates but anyway so i sent all my coverage from there i did so well there getting them coverage they actually used me as their homepage. For the last year and a half, doing like on their a, website, yeah, on on Wadi Adventure. ae, um, uh, I uh, I'm on their homepage uh, opening, doing a slab there. Yeah, I've seen So that, I sure. sent I sent all all that over there, and they were still, okay Yeah, come down. I uh, I showed up on July 20th. My stay was supposed to be the 20th to the 20 23rd, um, and I thought I'd have a couple hundred waves by then. Um, but uh, things change, and and and. and and what happened is the PR uh, spokesperson for Surf Snowdonia uh, wasn't really communicating with wave garden engineers uh, as well as she could have been. Because when I got there on Monday, the, the wave wasn't ready to be surfed. Tuesday, a wave wasn't ready to be surfed. Wednesday afternoon, uh, it was the first wave that came in at four to five foot face at all. You mm. know, And um, there were a couple days where I sat in the water. I was told to get in and I just sat literally 40 minutes, one hour, uh, freezing in a three, two, the water is 60, the air is 60. So it gets cold, not doing anything. So I'm like, what the heck's going on? I was like, I was kind of tripping. And so were, so are people, uh, other people were also reserving spots to go and test it out. There were journalists there. There was, you know, newspapers from, from the UK there. And there's like, what do we do? We just sit and wait. It was kind of weird. And then finally I decided to go talk to the engineers of Wavegarden and, and, and the founder of wave garden, uh, I think his uh, name is uh, Hosema. he was really cool and uh, we hit it off and um, he's like hey talk to me stick with me and uh, he, he got it started he fixed whatever needed to be fixed they're calibrating oh, okay. calibrating the machine making the cables I mean there's it's like trying to show up to fly a plane before the wings are even put on it really basically I was a pilot who showed up to an airport to fly a plane when the plane wasn't even finished being built so there's some communication thing going on so they got it at, on Wednesday in the afternoon, I was ready. I got in and I happened to catch the first uh, eight waves. And I remember there were people watching. There were staff members being trained watching, like 50 of those. There were, you know, uh, people from the community behind the chain link fence. Because well, the place was still under construction. I mean, I had to wear a hard hat and an orange vest walking around. Wow. I mean, there was 100 employees still under construction workers still building a site. I mean, this place was under construction, not just for the wave pool, but for the facility. So... Anyhow, when I caught the first couple waves, people were cheering, and you could see people with their phones in the background filming, and, and I was psyched. I was like, oh my God, I just became the first surfer to, to ride this wave by default, and, uh, and it was it happened to be from the United States. Right. <laughs> I don't think they really wanted that to be that way because also I was told not to put out any footage or anything until uh, July 31st. Uh, there was another group that came one day later on July 23rd, uh, two of the United Kingdom's top surfers showed up, and uh, they did filming. They had GoPros, drones, all that stuff. And um, uh, has
0: that footage been released? Oh yeah,
1: I know the footage got released 24 hours before mine. Oh okay. And um, it, you know, it, had I see, had I known that I, I wasn't allowed to release it until the 31st, I might have had second thoughts because you want to release your stuff first, right? Sure. Uh, it has more of an impact. And, and as a matter of fact, the videographer who who filmed my my segment. Uh, it gave it to inertia. Inertia uh, leaked it out uh, four days in advance, and it was only up for one hour. It already had 730 likes in one hour, and wow. I, they told me it was reaching 100,000 views in one hour, which is psychotic. Yeah, and uh, I was bombarded with emails from the second group. Uh, for, that, that had the two UK top surfers right. to pull it down, pull it down, pull it down it was like they were not stoked on it whatsoever uh, the right. public was stoked on sure. it and, uh, and 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 the media was stoked on it and then surfstone donning themselves were saying pull it down, pull it down, I was like holy shit all these emails came in and I, I begged for them to pull it down, or inertia they really didn't want to because their yeah, whole idea is get views they're exactly. like we're loving these views and uh, I had to pull it down so um, I held off uh, till the 31st you know, and then by then, Surfline's like, "Oh sorry, uh we already went with the u k video Surfline wanted it too, everybody wanted it, but then uh u k blasted theirs out twenty four hours before mine, and then uh mine still went up on inertia and it got hundred and almost hundred and seventy thousand views, Wow, yeah, which is a lot still, yeah. and um i i'm I'm, I'm claiming it would have got triple that if if the first initial release would have gone out yeah, uh, not leaked out, but if it would just." gone out the, without having the UK's go first. So was, there's was a lot of weird political stuff involved and uh, I wasn't aware of this whole let me go first thing until I already arrived. Sure. You know, it was kind of threw me by shock.
0: Well did did um, Snowdonia, Surf Snowdonia compensate you for coming out there or anything like that?
1: Uh, I had to extend my trip an extra day and I had to get an extra, uh, change my flight. I had to also get a hotel, lodging, transportation extra day. Uh, they knew that I only caught eight waves and it was already day three and I was flying home the next day Right. so the owner of Sir Snowdonia said to me hey Tom listen you know, he goes hey we're stoked because it was day one I'd ridden those eight waves and, and, and um, the engineer of Wave Garden was super stoked um, he's like hey stay an extra day I'll cover your flight and I'll cover your hotel and uh, we'd like you to stay I'm like I really appreciate that. Um, sure enough, one to two weeks went by, I didn't get anything, and uh, he finally just goes, hey, if, if, after two weeks, he goes, hey, since your video leaked out on the Inertia website, uh, that's a that's a breach of our agreement. Uh, we're not gonna be paying anything. I think wow. you did I think you did better on the uh, video than we did. What the hell does that mean? Wow. I just got done doing a, a, a friggin' two-page story or a one-page story for the OC Register yesterday, which is gonna go out next week. Uh, he thinks that I did better on it than they did. I don't know, man. Anyways, Sketchy. that's that's not good business. Yeah, oh, man's And I didn't even leak the video. First of all, the videographer sent the video, told him not to release it to the 31st. And third, he never signed any agreement. How do you breach a contract that's not signed? That's like contract. me telling you, Dave, yeah. hey, I wrote a contract saying you owe me a million dollars. Well, if you never signed it, yeah. it's not a contract. Yeah. So anyways... That would kind of bum me out, but whatever. Yeah, I move forward.
0: Sure. Let me ask you: What are the mechanics of the wave pool itself? Like, how does the wave get generated?
2: Mm.
1: I, you know, I'm not I'm not an engineer. Yeah, yeah. But from my observation, there's a keel uh, that goes down this pier that divides the one side of the pool from the other. Right. And and depending on the speed of it, the power of it, the way it's calibrated, it sends different height waves at different speeds. So I was uh, on the 22nd. I had a lower tide. Uh, faster wave on the twenty third. I had a more higher tide, a little bit slower wave to catch up to. Mm. Um, and when I say high tide, low tide, I mean they were draining the pool and filling the pool up with, you know, millions of gallons of water. And uh, the the pool level was, or the lagoon level was lower uh, on July twenty second. Okay.
0: So on either side of that wall, there's a left
1: on one side and a right on the other yeah. side, essentially. So you yeah. could pick. And, and what's cool is that it's different than the wave in Spain. You ride it to one end of the lagoon, and you can sit and wait there and ride it back. Okay. As opposed to paddling back out. Got it. So it's very efficient, and you almost just use all of your energy to surf and not paddle. Right. That's amazing. Yeah, that is amazing.
0: How is it different than the one in the Arab Emirates? Uh, oh, United Emirates? Arab Emirates. Yeah,
1: okay. Um, I would compare, if you want to compare them to re- real waves in the ocean. Yeah, definitely. Okay, United Arab Emirates is your beach break. Okay. One big explosive maneuver. Um, it can be turned into a left and right, but it's really too soft as okay. a left and right. But Emirates, most people like it as an oncoming section, one big maneuver. Right. Um, Surf Snowdonia is uh, like your Malibu point break, uh, if it were left. Got um, it. And of course, a right. Uh, it's close to being at lowers at a high tide, but I'd say it's closer to Malibu. Okay. So uh, it's
0: pretty rippable.
1: Yeah, five to seven maneuvers, uh, 15 to 20 second rides, uh, chest to shoulder high crazy.
0: I'm interested in just your lifestyle. Like it seems like with all that travel, like that you would have to be independently wealthy and have an unlimited amount of time off
1: work. Well, we talked about to that To live. Again. Well, it's, about been, a it's yeah. been a year and a half, dude. All, like, all right. I just don't want to like keep saying it. Break it down.
0: People want to know. People
1: want to hear that, oh, I'm a trust fund kid. How do you I live kilos, the resi? I, I exactly. can sell the kilos of Coke. <laughs> no, it's not neither of the two. Um, uh, How do you live the resi lifestyle? Yo, uh, you, you save your money. You live within your means. I drive a Honda Civic. I rent. Uh, I don't have kids. I'm not married. Um, I have a stable job, Uh, I have a couple sources of income, I also trade stocks, I work for a school district part-time. I get 20 paid vacation days, 12 paid sick days, and 12 holidays. Um, My trips are short, usually anywhere between missing five business days or less um, per trip. And um, I have a connection at the airlines, I fly standby, uh, and that's pretty much how you do it. And even if people did have that schedule I have, they still wouldn't do it because they're setting their ways and they're just on the treadmill of life. And they're like, no, I gotta save more money. No, I gotta buy this big house. No, I wanna buy this better car. Or You know, whatever. So I see people with more money than me, more free time than me and don't leave their freaking city. I agree. I think it has to do with your mindset. Totally. They have this, oh, someday, you know, after I'm done slave saving retire, I'm going to do it at 70. Well, I saw people at 70 at Machu Picchu. They could barely even climb those steps. They were huffing and puffing. And by then they've forfeited their health for money and they can't even enjoy the trip. Yeah, they probably save their whole life for that
0: one trip. Yeah, and you know? they can
1: barely do it because it's high altitude, and then they let their health go to waste because they're sitting in the office or whatever it is they're doing. So um, I'm living now, and I'm, look, I'm not, and I'm not an idiot either. My job also gives me pension and retirement, so it's not like I'm gonna get old and have nothing. So.
0: Right. So all that travel that I see of you throughout the year is based on 20 vacation days.
1: Uh, yeah. Yes, it is. That's insane. Yes, it is. Uh, and a lot of those, some of those trips I did just in the United States. I had a knee injury, MCL tear, so. I, uh, I just went and, and traveled locally, and i just go for the weekend. It's insane. I'd go for Saturday and Sunday, done. Or if it was a three-day weekend and Monday was some kind of holiday, President's Day, Martin Luther King Day, I'd go for those days, done, back home.
0: When you're hiring for a small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role, and there's no faster or effective way than through LinkedIn Jobs totally free that's linkedinjobs.com surf to post your job for free terms and conditions apply so with that standby scenario like you wanted to target a specific mission in peru at a specific time exactly they can still accommodate that
1: uh yeah well you got to make sure you have a seat on the flight um luckily uh, i have a high priority on the standby and uh you know it, I don't. I'm not like number twenty on the list, so I, I usually get on the flights about ninety-five percent of the time.
0: Does it create a um, added hurdle to travel with surfboards?
1: Uh, yeah, it does. A lot of people don't know the rules and regulations, and I'll be at the counter stressing. And uh, finally, I started printing the rules and regulations. And and uh, with this airline, standby passengers got to have their boards go free if it weighs under seventy pounds and it's the only bag that's being checked in.
0: It seems like. Even within a specific airline that the rules are in flux depending on who you get at the yes, counter. Yes, absolutely right. And, it's and crazy. I'm, yeah, no,
1: no. It's, it gets really bad. And and the last trip, I almost didn't even depart Peru. She said, boards can't even go to this country. I go, what? I was at the curbside and I was going home. I was depressed. I was like, I just made, you know, full accommodations. Some of them are, are non-refundable and this lady doesn't even let my boards go. She says, there's an embargo. You can't even go there. So I went and I Googled it on my phone. I saw that there is no embargo in that country. I came back in more confident. Showed this screen of the website of the company airline, and um, I was proven right. Yeah. And uh, my boards got on. But had I talked to someone on my flight, I go, I go, I go. You know, I think fifty percent of people would have just gone home. He totally. said, No, ninety percent would. People don't ever question experts. Right. Ninety percent would have said the the authority was right. Your that your trip's done. So I challenged that. But I, th- I often think if this was nineteen ninety or nineteen eighty you don't have those kind of resources on your smartphone at that moment in time. You're screwed, you go home, you don't even know your rights, and by then your trip's gone, your accommodations, hotels, your NASCA lines trip, whatever's gone. And by the time you figure out you were on the right, it's too late.
0: Yeah. Well, I was in Central America just last month and um, they lost our luggage for four days. Oh my God. That's like and half it, your trip. Totally. And it's like they make no amends to cover any expenses or anything like that. Yeah. You, you got to get travel
1: insurance. That's it's the one thing I always get. Yeah. You have to get travel insurance that covers trip interruption, trip delay and all that. Because, you know, the airlines sometimes will not back you on that.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, it seems like all your stuff is always documented too, through photo and video, like yeah, everywhere you go. How do, do you that. document all that stuff? Uh,
1: with this nice little smartphone, I never carry a real camera. I never carry a video camera. It's just all through the phone. But what about like when you're surfing? There's people oh, filming. Yeah, that's well. That thank goodness to this modern era of digital. Uh, there, whenever the waves are good, uh, there's somebody shooting. That's the It just line. works out that way. And, and I, I go on strike missions, meaning I go in their swell. So I know when I'm going to a location across the world, it's going to be that best day of the month. And somebody's going to be shooting. And so they either approach me or I approach them when I get out. Or, I, you know, they message me on Facebook because Facebook's a cool community where they can find you. Or oh,
0: So, like, with Peru specifically, okay. Panic Point, right, is where you're at? Yeah. So I just... Again, I see you in okay. Snowdonia one day. I get yeah. back on Facebook a couple days later, and all of a sudden you're in Peru. And there's like photos and video from Psycho. multiple sessions. Psycho. Like every every good video. I don't understand why. Hey,
1: I, I, personally, I would sponsor me. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think the team managers at this point are just a little bit jealous. So, <laughs> anyways,
0: when you got out of the okay, water. I'll tell you what happened. Yeah. So,
1: um, well, I, I a guy that messaged me the waves are good, um, he was a tour guide for Peru. So, he said he shoots. So, he already took photos. And um, during my trip, but then I had water shots because I happened to get a good wave, and then someone else was shooting photos in the water, and I found him on Facebook, and I got those shots. And you ask, and shots
0: and then ask then his name when you're Ryan there. Turner. We got. Uh,
1: oh uh, man, this guy. I got Seven. I got Ryan Turner, the mayor of Huntington Beach, and his son. <laughs> how's it
2: going? Good, how's it going? The waves David? look really right. good right now, by the way. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's, 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 no, let's go surf. Me, radio you, Amer. Right let's go surf. I'll be yeah. done probably by
1: ten. All right. No, it's firing. What do you guys doing? Radio, Podcast. talk radio on live right now nope. yeah. oh, <laughs> all right. No, no no take it easy all right uh, okay well, what was i talking about i forgot um, photographer okay the so tour anyways, guide so the, yeah so, so the tour guy was shooting photos and then i get this one barrel and then, so the guy has a water angle and so i'm like boom and then so the, the water water photographer do you paddle up to him and ask no, his no, name you go, so dude, that you can track him down later the, no, no, the, he came up to me he's like i got photos of you my name is salah i'm like cool and, then I know that he's friends with the guy who's my tour guide, boom, Facebook message. Right. He lives in the same town, uh, done. And then all of a sudden my, my tour guide, uh, Jorge He's like, Hey, I was thinking got video of that, that one of your waves, uh, we'll I'll get you the video done. That's done. Surf Snowdonia. Uh, I'm like how I'm not going to fly someone out there. I knew, uh, this is just so weird. You know, life, you know, the whole law of attraction thing actually works, whatever it is. It works. Sure. Um, uh i was approached two weeks before surfs no hey by by john paul van Swal, who works at surfing and surfers like hey i'd like to introduce you to this guy steve Thrailkill. he's been an apprentice uh uh at uh what do you call it uh surfing magazine or whatever surfer he's in europe right now he has the same airline pass you do i'd like to uh introduce you to him maybe you guys can hook up all of a sudden surfs no he's already in germany i'm like hey you want to go to the uk to do this he's like sure you know, a couple hundred bucks, he flies over to the UK, and uh, we meet up there. I, ne- I never met him. Uh, actually, I met him by accident at Blacks. I didn't realize that until I arrived there. I'm like, oh, my God, I met you at Blacks once. But anyways, so that's how we hooked up and he ended up filming that trip. It's just everything just comes together. Amazing. I
0: don't know how. It's no, it cool. really is. No, because, I mean, I, I again, this is all based on 20 days and almost happenstance of running into these people. Yes, it's true. Throughout the course of the year. Yes. But we're obviously know and hang out with pro surfers who yeah. have a that's all they do for a living and they have a budget and i feel like you generate more content i do and travel to more places i don't get it than a lot of those people do get, who are doing it saying, year I, I round don't, i don't get
1: how how i don't get it dude i, I have, have score, better I know,
0: I score better waves i know i score
1: better waves i have the connections to get to get these things and these things happen where i score i don't know if people are in bali for a month waiting for desert point to break i show up and i get it in three days and go home right uh, yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah, it's, I, 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 it's just... I must have been doing something right because it's been coming together pretty well well
0: it's your energy level too you know you're ready to go at the oh, drop oh yeah of hat. yeah you like, probably
1: hear it in this interview yeah a lot of people <laughs> really they call it uh yeah he's really mellow to me that means lazy okay right exactly <laughs>
0: when you're in peru you said something about surfing up 40 miles of coast yes. desert coastline Yeah, it's
1: desert up there that's is that a
0: different spot or were yeah, you surfing different spots than the panic point stuff that yeah, i saw yeah
1: yeah yeah i surfed uh three different spots um there's more if the winds were straight offshore all day i could have surfed more and right. waited for tides but yeah i surfed three different spots 40 miles of coastline um yeah uh, you have to take a four by four off-road uh truck and drive through dirt roads with a lot of oil checkpoints man i didn't know peru was so uh, oil rich yeah man yeah. There's, and, and people like steal oil so there's there's checkpoints constantly waiting for people to steal the oil out of the pipeline because there's, like, all these pipes, you see them. I thought I was in Syria. Wow. I mean, there's a lot of oil there. Yeah, I don't think that I was region, really aware of that either. A lot. Like, I was I was surprised.
0: So you need a tour guide, essentially, to find ways yeah, and man, these stuff like that.
1: Do- these dirt roads would fork off in five different directions, and one would go towards the coastline, but that's not the one you want. You want the one that goes inland, and mm. somehow it wraps back into the coastline. I'm like, I would have got lost. I would have lost freaking probably four hours of my life trying to navigate myself the totally. my first time. So when you arrive at places like that, are there other surfers or is
0: it kind of yeah, solo Yeah, niche? no, no, no,
1: no. There's a lot of surfers and they all come for that swell and they all come from Lima and, and they're all considered locals even though they're from a two-hour flight south. Right. They're locals. It's, you know, I, I guess that's the main region where surfers are from and Lima's huge. It's bigger than Los Angeles. Right. So. Yeah,
0: interesting. Um, maintaining that type of schedule and lifestyle, obviously you gotta be fit. High energy. Tell me about the resi fitness regime. What does it require? Are you on a special diet or like, how do you take care of yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: Well, I I am, uh, my diet 80% is like raw fruits and vegetables. Um, 80%? 80%, 80% 80 raw fruits and vegetables. Yes, I do eat bad. I do occasionally eat fast food, but that's like the 20%. Um, And uh, yeah, I don't smoke, I don't even drink and uh, do you work out? Do you hit No, the gym? I don't work out, but I stretch three times a day. Your buddy Amers has got a gym, right? You don't yeah. go hook no, it up? I out? don't have time. I don't have time. Um, I also advocate for my father, who's uh, had two strokes. That's a mission, yeah. mission, mission. It's like having a child that's handicapped, yeah. which I, I really respect people, um, because uh, it's a lot of work, and um, it's difficult, but uh, you have to do it. Um, so, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't lift any weights. I yeah. stretch, I eat healthy, and I surf. Um, I'm, I'm always active. So I'm, yeah. I'm glad I don't have to hit the gym because it's not as fun. I've never spent a day, I literally never have
0: even stepped foot in a gym in my life.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. I think I've only had maybe 10 times to 12 times in my yeah. life. Yeah. And that was on those free passes. Sure. So, And that was when I was like injured, I wanted to check it out and, and try and do some cross training. So I kept using the free passes. But, like um, I wish I had the discipline, but I just, I don't even it's have the interest. Fun. I yeah, like it's chasing, not fun at all. I like paddling like a madman trying yeah. to chase a set wave and not sitting on some kind of row machine sitting in place. Right. I don't know. Absolutely.
0: Um, tell me real quickly, side note, based on Peru, what's a, ancient aliens?
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I just watched it last night on demand. Uh, ancient aliens, I, I first stumbled upon, I don't know, five, six years ago. And uh, it, it has this theory, this, this uh, ancient astronaut theory they always say, to where if it, if it can't be explained, it's aliens. No Got matter it. what it is, Got it. how do they build this pyramid? Aliens. How do they cut these stones so perfectly, ninety-degree angles? Aliens. Uh, you know, how are these uh, geoglyphs drawn in the in the desert dirt, three hundred feet wide and long, and and nobody had any airplanes to see it from the sky? Aliens. So. Uh, I, I went over to Peru and, and saw some of those sites that were on television, and I, and I mocked it like I was the host Nice. <laughs> aliens.
0: Do you have any opinions you want to share on, on that stuff?
1: On that stuff, uh, you know, me, I'm, I'm a very open-minded person. I, I don't go by the, you know, set religions of the world or the, whatever, the six religions. Uh, I'm open to any ideas. I don't say Darwinism. I don't say, oh, Adam and Eve. I don't even believe in any. I, I, I don't think Adam and Eve created... A whole population because there's so many different, uh, different bone structures and different just features of man, it's almost like different species together And then I don't believe in Darwinism because it, <clears throat> I don't think we evolved from like a caveman or an ape because I think that's a whole different set of species. Uh, but this is all theory too, so yeah, sure, and I'm not really a scientist, but uh so ancient aliens kind of and it's cool because it talks about secret societies right I saw one on Ver, Werner Von Braun the guy who, rocket scientist who sent people to the moon and he was part of like a secret society secret occults, and, and, and it's interesting to see that, that there a lot of the people oh here's one a lot of the people that work at NASA or in the high levels of military they, they can't be uh, especially with, with NASA you can't be like Christian because oh, okay. they don't uh, Rusty Long so How hell you doing, Huntington there's no waves here. I'm, I'm just kidding. We're, oh, we're on okay. the reef now. So. Oh,
2: cool. Oh, yeah, nice. It's good yeah. to see
1: uh, I'm doing a uh, radio uh, podcast. Interview. Podcast, whatever. Oh, uh, I'm chilling. Surf Snowdonia. All oh, right.
2: Nice. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. I'll see uh, the water too. Lowers,
1: probably, definitely. Yeah. All right. See you, Rusty. Funny. So I didn't know this many people walk down this alley. I All right. barely walked down this Crazy, crazy yeah. Okay. Um, where was I? Okay, so uh, so if you work for NASA, they, you basically can't be a full-on Christian and be at the top level of NASA because you don't already believe in any aliens. You don't believe in any other life other than ma- mankind. So if you're spending a billion dollars sending somebody to look for life in another planet or um, anywhere, you're almost uh, sabotaging the plan. If you're 100% Christian, you cannot be. So a lot of these people are members of like uh, different occults mm. that, that no, they believe in gods of space. They believe in. Um, all these mystical uh, practices, and and it's totally different belief system. So a lot of those people are members of secret societies. Um, and and I mentioned that to a buddy of mine whose dad's a rocket scientist who designed like a space hotel. He said, "You're absolutely right. Hmm. It's like you're not going to send a freaking astronaut that's 100 like gnarly Christian and says there's no life out there. There's none of this. He would sabotage your program. Right. You have to have somebody that's more open minded. Right. So um, interesting. Yeah. you never thought about that. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. I love hearing your uh Right. I mean, dude, I, I wouldn't want to send a guy that's saying this. We're the only mankind that da. by the way, get in my uh, billion dollar spaceship and go to Mars. Look for life. Right. He's going to sabotage your deal. Right.
0: Interesting. Right. Love it. Right. Uh, let's talk real quickly. I know that you follow professional surfing, right? OK. Yeah. Starting the Tahiti comp today. I don't do it's fantasy Day.
1: surfer. You don't. I don't. Why not? I don't want to, a fantasy is something that you don't do yourself. (laughs) I want to live the dream. Well, it's because I can't. I I don't want to chase the dream. I want to live it. We have such
0: different mindsets. I'm in the mindset that I can't go surf Chopu.
1: You're in the mindset of
0: like, I'm going to battle out there with Nick and battle Nick for a wave.
1: (laughs) I'm not in that mindset, but I'm like, F that, I want to surf. Um, Um, So I don't, I have never done it. A lot of my, everybody I know Really is into it. I, I'm not into well, it. Well,
0: here's the deal. Our local girl Courtney Conlog okay. sitting in first position right now in the women's tour. Wow. How about that? See, I didn't know that. I didn't she, know that. She is. That's pretty big. That's yeah. huge. Yeah, wow. yeah. Yeah. I
1: remember when she was being trained by her parents at Lowers like 10 years ago.
0: Yeah. What do you feel? How do you feel about women's pro surfing at the moment? Just oh, in amazing. general. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. We yeah. see yeah. a lot of those girls come through here, obviously.
1: So we no, get to no, see it's, it's, surf and... it's such a big change from the area of the era of the 80s. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're they're. They're like models and surfers at the same time, and they can actually surf. Yeah. You know?
0: How about our boy Kanoa taking down second place in the junior in open junior. Yeah, yeah. and then semis? making the
1: semis in the men's? Yeah. Pretty, how old is he? 18? Yeah, I think so. 18? 17,
0: 18, something 18? like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: that's pretty amazing. I mean, it's, uh, this is this is no uh, overnight uh, success story. This right. thing was molded and made from age four. Yeah. So. Uh, he worked hard for it, so it's almost at the point to where it's expected when you work that hard. Um, and, you, and you've, and you've, it's you know, what is it, one thousand surfboards, you know, five hundred thousand dollars or plus, million dollars later, uh, you know, thousands of video hours. Yes, 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 yes. This is good. So this is what I said in a comment on Chad Wells' Instagram was that one of the marketing managers of Server. I said, I said the investment the long-term investment is paying off totally and now is the maturity stages where the next like you know five to ten years he's really gonna um, come into his own
0: yeah that's where the investment pays off totally right? no I agree let me ask you a little bit about that like you have opinions about um, kind of the politics of surfing of course and media and all There's that politics sort of thing. and everything yeah of
1: course do you actually read do you subscribe to any surf magazines anymore I, last time I subscribed to Surf Magazine was 1990. Really? That was a Grom. 1990? 19, 1988 to 1990. That was Surfer Magazine. That's Do it. you read them even? I know uh, you don't subscribe. I, I, dude, Everything's online. I find it online. You just surf through Facebook. Someone's posted a link. I know about Mick Fanning's shark attack when I was in an airport and it happened within 30 seconds. Right,
0: exactly. I don't need what, Okay. Do you watch surf videos? Yes. Movies? Uh, DVDs? No. All online. Got it. Do you purchase surf products? Occasionally. Do you? Like like surf brand t-shirts, no. wetsuits. Do you purchase any of that stuff? The stuff that the, no, the, no, the no, companies... I still, I still
1: have connections. I still have connections with wetsuits. And clothing, I don't... Uh, what am I wearing? I'm wearing a Star Wars shirt right now. Exactly, yeah. Uh, and the board shorts, I'm wearing Quicksilver. Um, my friend worked at Quicksilver, so I got the size sample, size uh, Quicksilver board shorts. I'm super stoked and um but that's kind of my thought is my like, watch is Vestal and uh did you pay my, my, for it friend, my friends are president of Vestal no but they like it because I was surfing from Peru and everyone's like who's the guy with the white watch and everywhere I go I mean it's so and I'm doing all these trips so most of the stuff uh, I'm still like get hooked up and, and I have surfboard sponsor you know accessory sponsor let's party traction promer surfboards uh clear water glassing fins finesse fin system um you know, and the, and the wetsuits, Quicksilver, uh, so I'm pretty stoked. I even have like logo list Quicksilver wetsuits, which is really Sweet. cool. Sweet. Yeah, it's like all black. Yeah, I love so it. I, so, so,
0: here's the reason why I bring that up, is like.
1: Am John. I a retail customer? Probably not. No, well, neither am I. Who really is? Okay, so if that's, you, if you, if let if, me break it down. If you're connected in the industry and if you surf somewhat pretty well, you know somebody. Well, let me break that down.
0: The clothing brands actually seem to be kind of disconnected from the core audience, us being the core Mm. audience, the guys who actually surf. And they're really focused on marketing to the mainstream in middle America, but kind of... Using our imagery to market to those people, right? Right, right? And even wetsuits and surfboard brands, their customer base is so narrow because there's only so many people who actually surf that those companies aren't really gonna get super rich doing it. You know what I mean? They're gonna make a decent living by selling Hard wetsuits goods, and boards. Soft goods, right? There's a different profit margin. Sure. Media certainly is struggling in terms of print media, and then digital yeah. platforms are still kind of being proven in different ways. But I'm just wondering, like, If you were going to invest money into some area of surfing, wait, let me finish the question and then answer. If you're going to invest money into some area of surfing right now,
1: what would it be? I just bought a lot of Quicksilver stock and uh, it's at 50 cents. So, you know. Why? Hey, why? why? Given everything that I just said. Sponsor yourself. That's why. (laughs) But is it because. Um, Well, because, first of all, I I don't think the company's going bankrupt at all. And. um, at the price, it's it's extremely cheap. Yeah, I know they got this huge debt, but I think they're the last two companies that haven't been bought out by somebody. I think Quicksilver and Billabong are the last two companies. Well, Billabong's at 39 cents. I know. Why well, not buy the, Billabong? Yeah, well, that's that's true, too. Um, but, obviously, uh, Quicksilver is, is something... I wouldn't near, be wearing it if home. I didn't believe it. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Although I am bummed Kelly Slater's not with them, but, sure. you know, I would have tried my best to keep that guy (laughs) yeah for
0: sure but what my Um, question is just like what can they even offer kelly kelly as a brand
1: is bigger than quicksilver as a brand yeah yeah i understand i don't know i don't know what's going on behind the scenes but um but yeah you asked me what i would that's what i invested in quicksilver
0: okay what area of surfing in just like do you see as kind of being the next platform like where do you see the most growth happening
1: oh I, i like to watch uh media media
0: yeah I, serve, want, I want to surf videos yeah like
1: i'm watching jordy smith do a 10 foot alley-oop above the lip how I, nuts was that yeah so i'm watching media that's what I, that's what drives instantaneous me instantaneous media i want to watch the progression of surfing and i and and i don't want to be stagging myself but i like to watch surfing and uh see who's hot and who's pushing it and what wave has been discovered and what you know what up and coming next kid or how epic can he was on the century swell i want that's media i'm fascinated by the media and i don't know how to make money off it but
0: well the investment would be then in tech digital yeah. instantaneous yeah.
1: who's that's what go- we're doing right now podcast exactly no it All is in right. gopro <clears throat> you know gopro oh, being I bought able a to- gopro when'd you buy i i bought it uh about three weeks ago oh uh, okay what yeah. was the price when you got it? uh it fifty four dollars i bought it at Thirty six. Yeah, you're stoked. I, I know. I, yeah, no, I saw it. I saw it when it was at 36. I was back in March. I was pissed. I bought it at 36 and it went to 98. Yeah, I know. Oh, you bought it in the beginning then. I bought it. You bought it in the beginning, right? When day, I bought yeah. it on day two. Did you sell it or did you just hold it? I'm holding. Yeah, yeah. No, I think GoPro's huge. I They're was,
0: huge. But that, but so that's so the Quirkshire thing. So and
1: GoPro are the two companies that I believe in, um, that to make profits in
0: but based on everything that you just said i actually agree with you those are the things that i want to see and so who's instantaneously uploading stuff how do you translate that um that swelling can do it to getting it uploaded online in the fastest amount of time. And it's the tech sector that's going to do it. It's GoPro being able to stream wirelessly
1: instantly that transmission, you know? Yeah. GoPro can even get into phones. You can have a GoPro phone, like a GoPro Samsung phone. Totally. You can, uh, I could see these cameras being GoPro. Hey, take them in the water. Action. You have your, uh, your action-adventure phone, you yeah. know what I mean? You can take it with you in the adventure. Right. I could see that coming soon. That's that's, that's the only way it. it could be. Yeah, I could know? see their cameras and their stuff being integrated into phones. Well, imagine- if The GoPro, w- laptop, Apple, well, I don't know. Whatever.
0: No, imagine we're watching this Chopu contest, and those guys do have GoPros on their yeah. boards, but it's a live stream. So when Mick's getting barreled, you got the channel angle filming him, cut to the, the barrel angle, hint, point of view inside the barrel mick looking out and then cut back to him getting spit out i mean that's practical
1: yeah and it's also really brings the non-surfer to the feeling of the barrel it's just gopro has done that beyond anybody's capabilities to really bring people inside the barrel that's one of the hardest things to explain to people
0: oh yeah it seems like with what you do that solo shot thing would be applicable
1: yeah, well but I don't want it to be stolen while I'm on the beach right. in some third world country. Totally. Have you tried using it yet? No, no, no. But I saw I look I saw Ben Bourgeois had a cool video in somewhere in uh, Cape or I don't know where it was, Outer Banks. And yeah. I, was, I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It needs to be zoomed in more, but it's hard because if you zoom it in more it could be more shaky, I guess. Yeah, yeah.
0: Awesome. Anything else you wanna say before we wrap this up? Uh we did a pretty good job how are the waves dude? waves
1: are really fun and I think we're like gonna go right surf. out front right out front how's it look finally it, uh, it looked like it was shoulder high glassy peaky rights and left warm water 68 degrees and it's a killer summer day so we're gonna wrap this up and go surf it's like you're on vacation dude yeah no strike mission needed here no need no <laughs> alright thanks alright <laughs>
0: Just try to follow Rezzy on Instagram at Rezzy76. Cannot even keep up with him on social media. He's all over the place. But we have a link to his Instagram. Uh, Video footage uh, on our website as well. Um, SurfSplendorPodcast.com. Video footage of him surfing Surf Snowdonia. Um, Also the wave pool in the Arab Emirates and photos of everything that we discussed in this show all that stuff is on surfsplendorpodcast.com. along with all 98 last episodes of the show so this is number 99 we're coming up on triple digits next week so check all that stuff out all everything is in the archives for free And of course, um, there's a comment section for every show. So I encourage you engage in the community there. That's a great way to leave feedback for us. And then um, you can follow us on social media at Surf Splendor. All right. Hope you're enjoying the Chopu event. A couple of cool early rounds. And it looks like there's some pretty amazing swell on the way for the end of the event period. So we might have a couple of days off here. But enjoy that. I'll be back next week to wrap up that event and to bring you all the news that's fit to print. All right, thanks, Rezzy, for the episode and uh, thanks for listening. This is David Scales reminding you whether it's in a wave pool, the ocean, a lake, a stream, wherever, just
2: shred on. But that's not what I want to hear all night long. Some people are like human to Sensations Ooh, ooh, new sensations Talking about some new sensations Ooh, new sensations Ooh, ooh, new sensations